Hello and welcome to the Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies, the aspirational podcast for hopeless people, much like myself, your good host, Donna Scott. Yes, that's me, stand-up comedian, poet, hotshot editor to the stars and all-round good guy. So yeah, I've been having a great week. How about you? Have you been having a good week? Awesome. I am sitting in my office. Yeah, hear it squeak. Hear things rustle. Oh, I am surrounded by absolute clutter, but there is joy. Abs- Sorry about that. But there is absolute joy in my heart because this clutter is going to go. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, got a we've got a mission on to get rid of some of our stuff to make way for a calmer more zen filled office space i feel like you know one of those hoarders you've got to like make a tunnel out of newspapers and and wrap droppings and all that to clear your way into some kind of where where they, where, where people sort of like sleep and eat in them I'm just working at my desk and um, I'm surrounded by um, combat trousers and pop heads, you know, things from a business that didn't work and get it, let it go (laughs) and make some space and I will have my office back. So I'm feeling really happy about that because it's underway and I feel like a weight has been lifted. Almost like the the blooming shed roof that's been lifted. Yeah, Storm Dennis took that one. So, unfortunately, a lot of this stuff has got to go and some of the money we recoup has got to go into paying to replace the shed, eventually. But do you know what? We had a fantastic conversation about shed replacement the other night with headline act Ashley Freeze. Because Ashley Freeze who played the gig that myself and Neil were at on Friday, built a shed and he did a really good job of it as well. And we want to follow his example. I was like, I was going to follow follow Ashley's example in terms of being a very, very good act as well. Because uh, it's the second time I've gigged with Ashley recently. So he was very, very on point and giving me some, some fabulous tips that I'm going to use. Uh, in my in my comedy, thank you very much, Ashley. And uh, you know, it was his birthday last last week, so that was that was lovely to see him on the week of his birthday. Um, brilliant. Oh, also at that gig, uh, which was at Edwinstow in near Mansfield, which was in the middle of Sherwood Forest, blooming brilliant. I think I saw a deer. I definitely saw something, something weird in the woods. Anyway, anyway, um, I. <laughs> went up there in the middle of Robin Hood country, had a fantastic gig, and we also saw Eric Rushton, who came up with his friend Damon Conlon, who's a magician. He's very, very funny. And we had a scarf off, me and Damon Conlon, because we were both wearing our Doctor Who scarves. Um, Damon was kind of wearing his as part of his online on, on stage persona, and I was wearing mine because my neck was cold. And Mine is like the, um, uh, the, what number is she now? Is she 12? No, she's not. She's 13, isn't she? 
she's she's 13 and a bit uh because there are um there's the war doctor as well jodie whittaker with the rainbows on her on her um top her official bbc doctor who scarf design is a lovely blue one with rainbow stripes on it and a doctor who logo what was given to me by my brother for christmas and i love it and um i think damon's where damon was wearing an official dalek one but you know i was very excited the other day to watch the doctor who finale and i won't say anything about it you know me i do not like to give away any spoilers at all or opinions <laughs> suffice to say that i love it i never tell you when i hate something do i i just say when i love stuff and i love everything <laughs> um what i may i'm not going to give too much away here but because let's face it this is the entire series and last one some screaming fanboys will be going, Wow, what are you doing with the cannon? Wah! It shouldn't be a woman. Everything's shit. Um, sorry, but I love it. <laughs> I love everything. I love the 80s. I love the 70s. I love the 60s. I love the noughties. I love the post noughties teens. And I love the nows, the roaring 20s of Doctor Who. It's fantastic. Oh, blimmin' neck. He. Oh, so I'm really been into that. Um, if you're going like, to talk about series, though, and not spoil them for people, please, please do not spoil <laughs> the end of Shakespeare and Hathaway for me because I'm only halfway through series three. And I keep seeing bits when I walk in the kitchen in the office at about three o'clock to make a cup of tea. So, you know, I have to learn, make that tea very quickly and leave leave the kitchen. Because otherwise I might see a, a crucial plot point in Shakespeare and Hathaway and spoil it for myself. But, um, so I'm halfway through series three of Shakespeare and Hathaway, which is the very gentle BBC comedy stroke detective series that is so good it should be on very early on a Sunday evening. <laughs> but I love it. I love Lou Shakespeare. I love Frank Hathaway. I love Sebastian. Oh my God, he's awesome. Oh, I love that character. Um, I, I just think it's great. <laughs> and this series, we've noticed that, that Frank keeps eating things. He's like a, a compulsive eater. And it's kind of catching. We've noticed that Lou has started eating things. And then Sebastian has started eating things. And we think there's going to be a crucial plot point. Well, no, what's this wee business? I think there's a crucial plot point coming up regarding food and diet. That, oh, But don't spoil it for me. Because <laughs> these are rich characters. I love the, I love the pink mini. I love shake, love the Stratford upon Avon. I I proposed to my husband twelve years ago. Now we worked it out because it was a leap year. But I but I proposed to him <laughs> at many uh, uh, Shakespeare and Hathaway location. It's just the one place. There's not that many places around around Stratford upon Avon that they do use for filming, but they keep going back to the same ones. 
but I proposed to him um, in, oh, what was it called now? Oh, it's a manor house, 16th century manor house near the village of Ulster, near Warwick. Um, it's one where Shakespeare himself used to frequent the library as a teenager. So that's why I went there. And then we went on a ghost tour afterwards and we had tramps chuck cans of lager at our heads as we were trying to do, like talk about the ghosts in this graveyard. And uh, we ran away to the David Garrick pub, <laughs> which I should be overthinking of as the Mucky Mallard. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been really getting into that. I'd love to be an extra in, or even an actor in Shakespeare and Hathaway one day because, you know, Vic Reeves has been in it. Um, the other bloke from All Creatures Great and Small, what was in it with um, Peter Davison's been in it. Everyone's been in it. Oh, speaking of Peter Davison, I've been thinking about him a lot lately, not just because of, of Doctor Who, but he has a very, very strong association with my university. Yeah, because um, I used to go to Keele University. Hmm. Keele University, where I specialised in English and French. That's why I took on my joint honours degree in, because Keele is a bit special like that. Um, they have this, like, you can go there and basically get two degrees at once. It's good. Yes, it's two proper degrees. It's one degree. It's worth one degree. But you do it in two subjects. And I did mine in English and French. And hence, I am brilliant at both of those things. Yes, I am. And I also did my PGCE there afterwards as well. Because, of course, I've got no clue what I want to do after my degree. Um, but while I was at Keele, I think I was pretty much one of the movers and shakers. Well, I definitely shook. Um, <laughs> I might have moved things, you know, from from K block <laughs> in Lindsay Hall to another block from time to time. Uh, if you don't know Keel, it's more than just a service station. It is a, it is a wonderful, one of the, I think it's the largest campus-based universities in the UK. And I told people I used to, I'd go to Kills. Not people, not many people have heard of it. People used to say, did that used to be a poly? No, it did not. It was founded as a university in the 1950s, I do believe. Or 60s. 50s. And, um, yeah, it had this ethos about it from the start. And it was, it was built around Keel Hall, which was, um, a beautiful sort of gothic building and, um, it was owned by the Snade family, who were related to Maria Edgeworth, who wrote Castle Rackrent. So it's got some very strong Gothic connections. And I did my specialism in, in Gothic literature and media there. So yeah, because it was uh, it was called the Modern Gothic. What I studied, I got a first in that module. So you know, I'm a well qualified Goth, and I also got a first in Surrealism because I'm a well-qualified, surreal goth. And, yeah, when I was at Keele, I did all sorts. I joined Rock Sock. Mm. I didn't join Cath Sock, although we went on some of their trips. And um, I joined Sailing Club. And, yeah, do you know what? I went sailing in, in Freshers Week. And 
it was so knackering. It was only <laughs> that I completely fell asleep and didn't go to see Kingmaker, which was all my free Freshest Week tickets. Oh, quel dommage. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, so did loads of stuff in Kiel. And we, we had this thing about, you know, Kiel apathy, which was the thing that we all had to fight against, you know, because... You could just be a really lazy student if you, if you wanted to at Kiel. You could live on toast from the Happy Shopper. Um, the Happy Shopper didn't do toast. They did Polish lube from milk. <laughs> they, they did snatch and wine. Then <laughs> they did very old onions. But one, one you buy the largest onion, <laughs> just one onion, and then... And then you'd go home and you'd put it in your cupboard and somebody would nick it. So you had to then leave everything in your room so that people didn't nick it because people were desperate. All the money went in on booze. You could buy Maryland cider. You could buy Mad Dog because some of us hadn't grown up yet. And uh, yeah, and we, we went to the union every Friday night to the hole in the wall and had a boogie. And once, once, at the end of the first year, the lights went on and we could see the carpet was purple. We didn't know it was purple. All we knew was it was very sticky. But we used to sit on it anyway. Because <laughs> there were no chairs. There were no chairs. It's very swish now. If you go now, there's like a proper nightclub and everything. I, I went back a couple of years ago to be an inspirational alum alumnus to some of the people studying English literature, and you know, I was got I got shown round the the building. The whole of the lower floor is like a gathering space, and it's an alcohol-free zone. Alcohol-free zone. Is that right? I mean, it sounds nice, but flipping university guys, and upstairs the nightclub is still there. And they've installed shippers' poles for exercise classes. Would, would we have done that? Would, I don't think we'd have done that. I mean, young people these days, they're very progressive, aren't they? Like, feminism has, has, has gone all the way from shutting down the, the oppression of shippers' poles, reinstating them as fun things on you know, adventure playgrounds for kids and then putting them back up again as strippers poles. But as exercise classes, there's an exercise classes where you can only really go around one at a time. Like, crazy. Um, I mean, I, I find yoga hard enough, guys. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I really used to love going to playgrounds and you know the, the parallel bars that you have in playgrounds? That are, that are roughly yay waist high. You have like a one um, that is like roughly the width of a door. I used to love basically uh, hoiking myself up over there, um, up to the, my hip bone, and then just spinning round and round and round, pretending that I was going to get gold at the Olympics. And, and then just basically hanging upside down for a bit. Because I'm a surreal goth. Yeah, so, yeah, I went to Kiel, and the reason I've been thinking about it, and Peter Davidson, 
Peter Davidson filmed a lot of a very peculiar practice there after he'd finished doing Doctor Who. So it's partially filmed in Kiel and partially filmed in Reading. And those are the two universities that I got left with after I failed to get into Bristol. Because <laughs> um, I wanted to go to Bristol to go sailing. Never mind, I went sailing at Kiel in week one. Fell asleep. Um, and yeah, oh. So, yeah, Pete Davidson filmed a very peculiar practice in Kiel. And I went there and we, we would like look, walk around the locations where we'd seen the nuns in the BBC programme. I mean, I don't think a lot of my friends could even remember it because it was the early 80s, you know, quite old. But it's, if you ever see it, it's amazing. It's really funny, really black humour. Kind of weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's not a lot of lot of the things that Keel is famous for. I mean, I am one of them. I went there. There's Marina Luca, who wrote um, the thing about Ukrainian tractors. She went there. Claire Short went there. Um, and um, as I've learned this week, Sodding Pretty Patel went there. Yep, Pretty Patel, I have learned, graduated from Kiel in 1994. And I graduated in 1995, which means... That for my years one and two, we'd have been there at the same time. Because I have a year out to go to France, of course. A year of mucking around in France. That's what... Because if you do French, you've got to do a year of mucking around in France. Well, I was an assistant. An assistant in deux lycées. Collège Charles Valch and Collège Rémy Fesch. In Alsace. So, you know, I could speak French like that really Germanically. <laughs> I don't mean it. I don't mean it. I mean, I know that Alsacia is not German. Don't don't throw things at me, really. Sorry, people from Alsace. If anyone's listening from Alsace. But yeah, I used to live in a lovely little town called Tan in my year out. Named after the pine trees that are there. Lovely little place. Had a, the, the world, um, the France's oldest chemical works in the town. And had to, you know, have practice sirens in case it exploded every Wednesday. But otherwise, fantastic place to live. I, from where I, I lived, um, I could climb the mountains every day. And uh, which is in the, in the bottom of um, Le Petit Ballon in Les Vosges. Told you I'm fluent. And I could look across on a clear day and I could see the Black Forest and the Alps in Switzerland. Mm, beautiful. Take a sip of tea. Blow me neck. How long have we been talking? That's cold. So make another one in a bit. So yeah, pretty Patel. Apparently she went to Kiel, same time as me, and she's admitted to studying economics. And that's because I think she knows that most universities only do one subject. And then she did like um, something else afterwards as well. She did her MA somewhere else. I did my MA somewhere else, but economics she'd have had to have done that with something else maybe international relations maybe um she, she puts like sociology as well don't she think she did politics most of my friends did politics didn't they know if pretty patel had been doing politics 
And I knew people who had joined the Conservative Society. Definitely not me. Um, well, they were there in those first two years. So I don't think she joined the Conservative Society then. So, you know, she must have just become what she is later. That's kind of reassuring in a way. But I'll tell you this much. Kiel is a small place. It's a small place. I, I knew I knew people in bands. I knew all the bands. I knew all the people who did the plays. You know, everybody who went and did drama. I knew all the people who did music. And definitely knew all the people who did French. Um, and I knew some of the people who went and worked for the newsletter. You know, the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the aspiring journalists. I knew all the people who went to work in the bars. I knew, I knew everybody who hung around on the concourse in the sunshine. Uh, knew everybody who went down the hole in the wall. Knew everybody who went in the other place. There was another nightclub thing. Shit. I knew some of them. I basically hang around with them as far as the um, ABBA Mega Mix and Grease Mega Mix and then bugger off to the uh, alternative hole in the wall. What I'm saying is I knew a lot of people when I went to Kiel and I don't remember Pretty. <laughs> Just don't remember her being there. Oh, I knew Neil Baldwin. No, star of Marvelous. Well, so I knew I recognise him anyway. I knew who he was. But yeah, I knew most the lecturers. No, I, I don't remember her being there. Really got no idea that she was there. She must have done bugger all. <laughs> I mean, I can forgive her for not getting involved with something like the radio station and stuff because that was the year after she'd gone, like my final year, that we founded Cube FM. But imagining absolutely no trace of her at all in my memories or any of my friends' memories. So that's, you know, a broad cross-section of people who were there in the first couple of years, you know, 91 to 1994. I mean, that is, that is pants pretty. That is, no, I wonder, did she actually have many friends there? Did that make her feel a little bit resentful? Is that why she's become a bully? I wonder. Of course, Boris Johnson defends her and says that she's not at all a bully and that she's a very good Home Secretary. No matter what anybody else says, you know, about like MI5 not being able to trust her, uh, especially since that debacle in Israel or, you know, you know, these civil servants threatening to resign because they say she's not great to work with. I mean, it's a bit toxic, really. Um, Priti Patel, she seems, actually seems quite nice on the surface, apart from everything she says and does. But it's, it's got to go some way, hasn't it? Oh, to make Theresa May look good. Not just make Amber Rudd look good, to make Theresa May look like a better Home Secretary. It's uh, astonishing, really. You know, a little bit less fascist. <laughs>
It's terrible. As I say that, uh, somebody. You <coughs> 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 mm. used to vote Tory. <coughs> oh, coughing. Sorry. I hope it's not coronavirus. Um, no, I'm. Re- I really, I really must apologise for my youth. I'm probably enabled Pretty Patel and her ilk to grow from my trusting nature. You know, thinking that broadly everybody doesn't matter what direction they're coming from they all want the same thing don't they like the levelers say food roof and family aren't those things don't we all want the same things don't know what people want what what do they want i don't know it's just worrying and confusing well that's all very negative i should have some good news and shout outs really shouldn't i so some good news apart from having an awesome gig on friday um i went on radio last night on my friend paul giffney's show county culture on n live you should look that up that's a load of fun um i was on the first half of the show from eight till nine talking about all sorts some of the things i was talking about included you know what i do um, I mentioned some of the things that they've got coming up, including the extraordinary time travelling adventures of Baron Munchausen, which, oh, my group just got nominated again for Best Kids Show at Leicester Comedy Festival. So I'm going to try to get to the ceremony on 30th of March. Please wish me and my friends all the luck in the world because we stand a good chance. We stand a really good chance. It would be lovely to have another accolade for our awesome children's comedy. Oh, and it would be awesome if you could come as well, because we would we are on right now at Vault Festival every Saturday at 3pm. So that's at Leak Street in London at the Vault. And, you know, we're there 3pm till 4pm. Tickets £11. Just go on the website. There's all special offers there and everything as well on the, on the Vault Festival. There's loads of comedy, awesome events happening in London. Um, and we would love to see you. And then if you're local to me, yeah, my friend Jen has organised this event called Jenki Prov and Improvoki at the Pomfret Arms. And that is uh, pretty much an all-dayer. Five till ten at the Pomfret Arms. And she's got here, featuring some of the most talented women in the Midlands in a showcase of spoken word comedy, improv and music. Ugh, music. And the campaign theme is drawn from... A, for, so it's for International Women's Day. The International Women's Day 2020 campaign theme is drawn from a notion of collective individualism. We're all parts of a whole. Our individual actions, conversations, behaviours and mindsets can have an impact on our larger society. That's very funny. Um, collectively, can make that change happen? Um, anyway, we'll be funny. We're going to be we're going to be awesome. Raising, we're going to be laughing so much. It's laughing so much as we keep mentioning Northamptonshire Domestic Abuse Service, formerly Women's Aid. We won't be laughing at that. No, we're going to be raising money for it. It's going to be awesome. And yeah, there's myself and there's um, Elizabeth Vander Black playing and Hannah Platts and Jen Strike it's going to be immense and you should come because it's going to be awesome 
Yes, yes, yes. And that's it really in terms of events. Because uh, one, I am mega busy. I've got my editorial hat on quite a lot this week. So ploughing through some jobs on that. Also, skint as heck. Ah, so skint. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's a comedy night on right now. I'm not going to it. I cannot afford to go out. I mean, it would be a different matter if they had let me go on the show, for then I would be out doing my work and having a lovely place to, to practice, but they have, they've said no this week. So I really need something on my doorstep, guys, that I can, I can do new material at because I need places to practice. Like everybody else gets to practice in Birmingham, going to the amazing uh, Shams and Mans things and, you know, Loki and Useful Idiot and all that. We need something like that around here. We need something we can be experimental at that, you know, the audience will, will come and they, they, they'll know it is new material. If we build as new material, not my goodness, aren't they amazing for new material and open mic? It's not new material or open mic. It's heavily curated. Ah, we want somewhere that is real, genuine. This could fly. This could fail. But everyone's trying their damn best. That's what we want locally. That's, I want that somewhere, please. And this is why I need somewhere to practice my material. Because I need feedback. I need the immediacy of feedback. Um, sometimes a little reflection also helps as well. So you know I'm writing topical jokes, trying to get them on the BBC. I have been having a terrible time doing that this past couple of weeks. My goodness, I have been bad. But um, <laughs> uh, I've got some that I submitted last week. Didn't even have a full quota. Uh, so I'm going to share them with you and then I'm going to say what my thoughts are, my own thoughts are regarding these jokes that I pretty much didn't really need to reflect on. I pretty much knew straight away that they were terrible. So here we go. I've only got um, one, one breaking news from last week. It's so awful. Young drivers using an app to measure their driving performance for cheaper insurance have complained that the software made by Carrot is full of holes. Carrot is blaming bugs. See, like I'm thinking of the rabbit, but that makes no sense. Sorry. Uh, I wrote some good weeks, bad weeks, and yeah. Okay, good week, bad week. Oh, it's the same topic. Oh, Kelsey Priest. Good week, bad week. It's been a bad week for Carrot Insurance after their app recorded some users' train travel as car journeys and marked them as speeding. It's been a good week for once for those users travelling by Southwestern Railway, as they, were unlikely to, as they were unlikely to ever hit the speed limit. I mean, that's just poor. Just poor. I mean, that's what the same joke, badly written, twice. Okay, this one's a bit better, but, you know, you've heard it. It's been a bad week for Yorkshire Tea after consumers threatened a boycott following new Chancellor Rishi Sunak posting on Twitter that he was making a brew for his team. It's been a good week for anti-capitalists to complain because all property is theft. 
I know you're trying not to laugh at that one, aren't you? I know it's awful, but you still laughed. Oh, and she pops up again in my jokes. This one was okay. It's been a bad week for Pretty Patel after the Sunday Times claimed spy agency MI5 officials do not trust her. It's been a good week for Jacob Rees-Mogg as it looks like he isn't the only sleeper in the House of Commons. Mwah, 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 mwah. Right. Anyway, I think... I've, well, I've submitted a sketch today and I'll, I think I'll, that's okay. But I don't know if it has much chance. Um, I've liked the, the sketch I've done before, but I'm not going to bother telling you about it, to be fair, because on reflection, it's so flawed. <laughs> I must get my writing back up to the heady heights that it was a few months ago because I'm not doing so well right now <laughs> but um, that said the actual stand-up's going well the stand-up's going really well when I can get places so yeah whoop anyway book me I'm funnier than that anyway I hope you have a fantastic week um this is this week people have said that they're proper inspired by me on my podcast and when I was on the radio yesterday some bloke called Lou said that woman is amazing so I'll take my compliment I'll take my compliments where I can anyway have a good week this has been Donna Scott signing out You've been listening to The Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies with Donna Scott. Theme music was It Looks Like the Future But It Feels Like the Past by Dr Turtle.